I'm Jim. And I'm Emily. And we're, we're the, the Summers, Summers family. family. She works in an office. And he runs the home. Together, we're raising our four kids with an emphasis on family, adventure, and the arts. Welcome to the Summers Time Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Summer's Time Podcast. Um, we are going to switch gears a little bit. We've been talking about COVID-19, coronavirus, the last few episodes, and we wanted to get into some of the topics that we had come up with originally. This one that we're going to move into, I think is going to be kind of fun to talk about. So, uh, and why don't you tell us and tell the listeners what we're going to be talking about. Today, we are talking about love languages, which um, has... There's a lot of ways that you can talk about this, not just in a relationship. So we're going to explore it from a few different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, we're going to talk about our relationship and how we came to know about love languages, define it a little bit, talk about our experiences um, and the value of understanding love languages. And then we'll get into a little bit of how you can apply it to other areas. But this has been a real cornerstone of our relationship and something that's been really important to us to understand. Right. Um, we talk about it a lot. We check in a lot on it. Um, So it's a really great topic for, uh, especially now where those of you may be in close quarters and may need a refresh. Um, So yeah, we're talking about love languages today. I uh, Disclaimer here, I actually thought this was pretty cheesy when we first started doing this. But like you just said, we've actually come back to this quite a bit when we're having issues or problems or whatever it might be in our relationship. We kind of come back to this as a cornerstone of, okay, let's get back to why we're not communicating properly. So I agree. I think this is going to be a fun one to talk about, even though I initially thought it was kind of cheesy. Well, pretty much always when we have an issue in our relationship, it comes down to a problem with love languages, not understanding yeah, each other. Communication and or lack thereof. Yeah. So let's get into what it is. So from your perspective, Jim, what does it mean to understand each other's love language? Um, I'm certainly not going to give the actual definition. I'm thinking either you have that or we'll just have to research that at another time. But my kind of definition is how I see the world and how I operate and how you operate and how you see the world. And then the love or rather not the love, but what we do to come together in the middle, to meet in the middle. That's how we talk. So for instance, we speak English as a communication, right? Language, but the love language is something that you and I communicate almost non-verbally, sometimes verbally in order to understand. So for instance, um, my first love, I think there's five love languages, right? So I'll let you go into more of that, but I'll just kind of give a little quick example. My, the first love language that of mine is physical touch. Anyone who knows me and knows us probably knows that I'm kind of like that and whatever. Plus, so, I think it's just the assumption for guys. Like, that's a total true. stereotype, but I think most people would assume that would be a guy's number one. Right. And it is for me. So, there's no surprise there. Um, but all seriousness, though, like, that is my first love language. So, you have to understand that that's kind of what I'm looking for. And if you don't know anything about this, you might get annoyed. Like, why is he constantly trying to hug me or hold my hand or whatever, because it might not be your love language, but you have to learn how to speak or rather accept that of me. And I do the same thing with you. So that's kind of a crude example right now, but that's kind of the definition I would give love language is, is a, it's another form of communication based on one's personality and the things that they like in themselves and in others. Yeah. So it's about how you receive 
love from another person, but it's also about how you give it. And those mm-hmm. things could be different. The way that you give love could be different from the way that you receive it. It could be the same too, but I, I think that's an interesting distinction to make. So right. um, this whole concept came from a book written by Gary Chapman called The Five Love Languages. And it's kind of an older book from 1992, okay. but it's um, retained its relevancy And um, I think the first time I had heard about it was on an Oprah Winfrey show. And I actually read the book several years later and I've heard... um, heard it discussed in various interviews. So it's it's definitely remained relevant. Um, it has stood the test of time. So anyway, he outlines that there's five ways that we give and receive love. Mm-hmm. And the five are um, words of affirmation. So the things that you say, physical touch, like what you outlined earlier, mm-hmm. quality time, acts of service, and gifts. Okay, there's the five. Those are the five. So... Um, it, there's a there's quizzes that you can take online to identify for yourself where you fit within these where your where your partner is. Um, it can even line things up, and you can get tips on how to be better for your partner or how to communicate better about what you need. But um, I thought it would be kind of fun to walk through what our results are and some of the ways that we. Um, have incorporated knowing about this whole thing into our relationship. So sure. you mentioned that physical touch is your number one. Right. Your number two is? Words of affirmation. And your number three? Quality time. And then let's skip to five. What was your fifth one? I think it your was- Your last place. Gifts. Yep, gifts. Yeah. Now, again, to clarify, that's uh, getting gifts, right? Like that, not, not necessarily like getting a present, but like right. getting things is not necessarily on the top of my love language list. Yeah, that lineup is how you prefer to receive love. Correct. Like what what yeah. feels loving to you. Right. Um, and it's really interesting that gifts is your last one. And when you know this stuff, you can see it play out in so many ways. Like um, I used to think that you were just like, you'd be like, I don't need gifts for my birthday. This is just the one thing that I really want. Right. And I like to give gifts. Yeah. And so... You know, I still give you gifts, but it's interesting to see like, no, you actually really don't care. I don't. And but on top of that, as a little sidebar note, and you're good at this, um, and maybe a lot of women are, and maybe some men are, I, I don't think I'm good at this, but you're good at picking up on what I do like, even though I don't necessarily say, okay, here's the list of things I want for my birthday or I want for Christmas. I I just don't like doing lists like that because... I don't know. I just, I just never really have, but you pick up on my cues cause I'm, I'm pretty verbal when I say that I like something and I let people know it, not because I'm trying to, I just, I'm verbal and vocal about it. Um, so you pick up on that, but yeah, I'm not putting a list together. I'm not saying, okay, for my birthday this year, I want this, this, and this. And for Christmas, I, no, I don't really care. Like you said, I mean, I, I care, but I, it's not like giving, getting something from you is just the ultimate love language for me. It's not. It's very nice, and I appreciate it, and I, and and that's great. But it doesn't fulfill me like being able to give you a hug, or just be you know physical touch or words of affirmation. Which I think um, those two things really do. I mean, before I knew anything about this, I had no idea that that was what it was. But when we started doing the test on this, I was like, wow, that's scary. How true that is. Like I am a physical guy, and. I do like words of affirmation. Someone kind of in certain, no uncertain way telling me that I did a good job. Well, and you being a stay-at-home dad now, your need of words of affirmation has actually like increased. Yeah. And I think we mentioned this in a previous podcast. You don't have, when you're in the workspace, you get words of affirmation. And I'm not necessarily saying like it's, it's 
you know, love that you're getting from no, coworkers or something like that. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about how this translates into the business space a little bit later. But um, you would get words of affirmation from the people that you worked with and that made you feel really good. Right. And I'm not great at words of affirmation. And now that you are the stay at home uh, dad and you're here most of the time. The, I'm in really the shadows the, even more. <laughs> yeah, you're in the shadows. Like really the only person that can give you words of affirmation 90% of the time is going to be me and yeah. it's not my strong right. suit. So I started staying home. I think we discussed this in an earlier episode. I started staying home in the fall of 2018. So it's been about a year and a half now of really adjusting to that concept that you just mentioned right there, where my second love language is words of affirmation. That falls, what, at number four, I think, for you, or five even? Yeah, so we should go through what my list is, and okay. then we can go a little bit deeper. So um, so your first place is physical touch. Your mm-hmm. second place is words, uh, of words of affirmation. My first place is acts of service, right. which is things like um, you did a project around the house, you clean something up, organize made something, dinner. Made, yeah. Um, and then my second place is quality time, which was your third. Mm-hmm. And then my last place is words of affirmation. It is, it's, it's. I, I think I almost, I think I scored a zero. Now again, this one. is just to clarify again. This is how you receive love, but yeah. it also I think reflects how one gives love. Yeah. For instance, my mind number five is gifts. So I think I do an okay job at giving gifts, but I'm there's. You're way better at it, like because it's something that you appreciate more. So that also means I don't receive it that well. You're you don't receive words of that. You don't need someone telling you, Emily, you're doing a fantastic job. You know, keep I going. I only need it to know that I'm doing the right thing. I don't right. need it to feel good about myself. Yeah, to, exactly. So so you don't really think about that. Therefore, you're also not you're you're going to be more inclined not to give. Infor- or words of affirmation out to anyone. And again, that's my second love Plus, language. Plus, the other thing that I was thinking to myself a, a few years ago when we were like digging into this even more was for some reason, I don't know why, words of affirmation to me when people are like patting you on the back, sometimes I just feel like it's laced with sarcasm, which is just so bizarre. I mean, that's such a such a poor way to think about when people are giving you a compliment or something. I remember mentioning that to you. I was like, wow, that's kind of a a dark dark. way to look at it because you're like, I just feel like everyone's like kind of lying to me. And I'm like, well, you (laughs) can't think that way. I was like, I don't believe it. I don't know. It's just, it's super low on my list, but it's super high on your list. The (laughs) lowest. Oh, and and it makes it so hard when there is that much of a difference between your two rankings right? because you have to put that much more effort into it. Um, and and it makes a difference, like we said before. Yeah, and when if we look at some of our biggest problems, most often it's because we haven't been doing our part to it like friction. jive, yeah, yeah between, between the things. love languages. Like we've kind of lost lost perspective a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that's interesting to me is if I look at um, the workspace, and we've talked about doing one on ones, mm-hmm. the um, amount of thought that I put into how I communicate with people at work and, um, you know, how I understand, you know, what the way that they tick, I put a lot of effort into it at work and I have to challenge myself to do that more on On the the home home front front. because I kind of take a little bit advantage of the fact that you guys are going to be here when I wake up tomorrow yeah, and that, you know, everyone's going to be lovey-dovey. There's more and of a guarantee. There's more of a guarantee, and it's such a crappy way to to view it. So I really have to be disciplined about making sure that I am 
acknowledging the way that you like to receive love and that I'm doing my part. Right. And there's also one other factor that I think we've brought up a few times that, and it's going to sound kind of funny to say, but the the one major difference between how you take care of your your family at work, I'll call it, I'm doing air quotes, and your family at home is that you're getting paid to do that at there. So there's there's an incentive. No one's paying you to take care of me type of thing or take care of the kids. And right? there's no guarantee that they're just going to love you tomorrow. You know, right. you got to, you got to keep the morale up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's not to say that that's fake at all. I just work harder yeah. at those relationships than I do on the home front. It's just a really transparent, honest, like thing and, to and say. Well, and you're talking to me right now. I should be the one being like, are you kidding me? Like, that sounds terrible. I know that that's the case. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means that you have your focus on something that is allowing us to live the way we live, allowing us to live literally in this house and all that stuff. So it's it's not a bad thing. It's just we've been working on this for a little while now on how to how to bring those two kind of together. I think I've even told you on occasion, like actually like start treating the home front like it's like it's a business. Like it's a business, yeah. yeah. And and the fact of the matter is I, I think when it's all said and done, if I look at, you know, my myself as a worker, I it just it comes more naturally for me to like put in a max effort there. Right. Um and and when I look at myself on the home front, like I'm 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 pretty good at it at this point. It's just required me to like acknowledge it and have more intention on the home front and like just put some more effort in there and I've become so much better about it than I, I was in the past. I was just, I had a lot of blind spots, I think. It took a little bit of time to build. I mean, again, yeah. I've been home for almost a year and a half now, and it's taken probably at least a year and a little bit over to really feel comfortable about how we operate. And we've had to give each other grace to understand that. I mean, I... And it's I, always it's always going to be adjustment, yeah, an adjustment and a recalibration. Right. Every, every year is a new season. It's right. never the same as the previous year. So there's always things that you're adjusting to. Um, but I feel like we've gotten pretty good at it. So what happens when... Um, we aren't paying attention and things start to crumble and we like maybe we're not acknowledging the five love languages. How does that play out in our relationship? Um, I, the first word that I can think of is fighting for lack of a better way to put it, I guess. We kind of end up and maybe fighting is not the right word. I should say friction. We we tend to have friction. We don't see eye to eye. We're, we're maybe we're more tense in general. Um and I think it's, yeah, a lot of it's because we're just not seeing eye to eye with these love languages. And when we take a step back and kind of realize, okay, this is why you're upset. This is why you're upset. And this is the love language that we're not meeting in the, in the middle. Once we can kind of identify that, we, we do a reset. I got to admit, lately, I feel like it hasn't been like that. I think we've yeah. really been eye to eye. Yeah. We've seen things really well. We've I, been, it's been that way for a while. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the things that happens when we stop paying attention is resentment because right. it's like a little thing and then you're you, it's like what well, you know you get it builds up frustrated but you don't say anything because it seems silly and so then it keeps going and then you get to this space where you're like powder look, keg you're looking for it yeah and then one little thing will set you off and you explode so i think the other thing that's really great about knowing the love languages if you're starting to see some of those like triggers or warnings build up you can start to um have a better sense of what triggers you like what sets you off and you can get your arms around it earlier on so it's like 
like quicker mitigation, right? Quicker management of, and and that's what I think the other thing is because because this is a really important point. Your relationship is never going to be perfect all the time. That would be weird. Nor should it be, yeah. right? And and so the I think the thing is just like how quickly can you resolve? I think that's when you get really mature in your relationship is not that you don't have issues. It's that your resolution of those issues, like you become like more pro at that. You learn to resolve things quicker and you also learn to drop things quicker. Like, and it's kind of one and the same almost like, I know we've done that where we've started to kind of argue about something and then either one of us, you or I, I think generally it's you um, that says, okay, I think we need to kind of take a step back. Let's just stop talking about this take a breather and we'll revisit it. And I know for a fact in those moments, I don't want to stop. I want to keep fighting because I'm, I'm getting riled up. I want to, I'm going to prove my point. So I'm, I'm almost angrier in that split second that you say, we got to stop this. But then after my, my, you know, after I cool off and I realize that it's for the better, all I really want to get back to, and I'm sure you're the same is being able to just talk and laugh and have a good time and like, Hey, let's do happy hour and whatever. Because if you're arguing that it, it's a domino effect. If it just keeps going, everything else in that day or in hopefully not the week, but if it lasts that long, just goes south. So you're right. You have to resolve things faster, try to drop the topic if it's not going anywhere. And that seems to have worked for us pretty pretty well so far. I think the five love languages is another tool to add to your toolbox. That That's the, mm-hmm. the, the thing is we talked about having one-on-ones in an early episode. That's a really good tool to have in your toolbox. Right. Add the five love languages into your toolbox. And the more of these things that you have in your toolbox that you pull out pretty regularly, um, they become a foundation for you being able to do that quicker mitigation. So, um, so yeah, I would say this is, this is kind of one of our cornerstones. So we've found that this is not just helpful for our relationship, but we've also found that um, it's been interesting conversations for us when we do our Sunday like meetings together and we talk about the kids. Mm -hmm. We've started incorporating um, like our our observations of what their love languages are, and it's helped us parent the kids better because we understand what they're looking for yeah and we haven't given them a test or anything although i'm certain that those tests exist online um but we just it's actually pretty i don't know when they get to a certain age you can kind of observe it for yourself and gary chapman did come out with a second book specifically for kids and their love languages but highly recommend if you have children to think about what their love languages may be because that i think that's like the immediate second space that you should be considering yeah well and i think going along those lines it's we've been saying love languages because that's what this is called, but it's almost like a window into someone's personality. And it, it, you know, it's like, okay, so Jack and Lily are, they're, they're very similar in a lot of ways, but they're also very different because they have different personalities. And so their love languages are kind of a piece of that, that you can tap into. And I know that we've done that with them and said like, okay, so this child acts this way when this is presented. So here's how we need to take care of that issue or yeah, whatever. So for and vice versa. So for example, and, and I'm not going to name names to please do please protect, name them. <laughs> protect the innocent. Um, one of our kids love languages is physical touch. Mm-hmm. And I'm not super physical, which also poses a problem with Jim when he says, can you scratch my back? And I'm like, Bleh. I know it um, hasn't happened in 10 years. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what I'm continue to work on. But, um, yeah. but, uh, one of our kids has a strong like love language is 
love language that's physical touch. Mm -hmm. And this kid wants to snuggle all the time, wants to like, if you go in for a hug, you will be the first one to let go. This kid will not, will will never let go. Right. Like you might die still hugging i've seen you walking (laughs) around while this child is still hugging like you're actually moving (laughs) on with your day and the child is still hugging you i'm like (laughs) and okay a little disclaimer too dinner and and there's like like this kid will come over and just hug and and a a little disclaimer too for those that don't know emily that well She's never been a hugger. So there's kind of an ongoing joke that she's not much of a hugger anyways. I think your family's kind of like that anyways. Your family's kind of like that. I practice yeah. social distancing. Yeah, you were since. you were practicing that a long time yeah, before this years. quarantine stuff. So yeah, so but that, that adds a little bit of depth too, because not only is this kind of like, okay, this is the ongoing longest hug ever, you don't particularly <laughs> care like, for hugs uh, anyways. <laughs> I think I'm the only one that can hug you and you you don't, although I've seen you do it a couple of times where you're like, you're just, I, no one can see what like, I'm doing. It's but such a long You're hug. like, okay, this, this is good. I think it's over now. <laughs> now, having said that, though, to protect myself a little bit, I do like holding hands and that kind of stuff. I know, I'm like, not trying I to give you a hard time. I just have a horror physical touch. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, what is the thing that isn't your thing? That's the thing that keeps showing up in your life, you know? Like, yeah, it's and karma. I, and and I, I kind of get mad at myself because, gosh, who doesn't? what a weirdo to not like want lingering hugs. I mean, and especially right now, everybody's talking about how all the, all they want to do They're is missing hug people hugging, yeah. and how like blessed we are to have, you know, a few people in this house that just love hugging. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just, I just honestly, it's, it's not, not your know, thing. It's, it's not, not really my thing. thing. So anyway, the, the fact of the matter is there's a kid that loves it. And so I have to like, like, I think, the the five love languages have prepared me more for that right. than I think I would have been not great about it in the past. Cause, cause now, I mean, I will, uh, you know, I'll, <laughs> I don't just sit there like a stone, like I'll hug back. And, yeah. You're loving. You know, and, I mean, and, and the other thing is during our Sunday um, meetings, we'll, we go through each of the kids and we say, how do you think they're doing in this stuff? And we'll incorporate the, the five love languages into it. And we'll say, Hey, I noticed that this kid, like they've been super huggy lately. I think there's a lack of like attention connection. Or yeah. Um, and like, we'll, we'll kind of talk about that and I'll say, you know what? I'm going to just like, um, hang out with them in the room today. Or you know, before like quarantine, just, you were like, I'll go out to lunch with one of them or dinner. Yeah, but like but that. if it's and, physical touch, like sometimes I find that maybe they're reading a book up on their bed. And if I go up and I lay down on the bed next to this kid and read a book next to them, and it's just like it's very your arms are them. touching, like I, I, it might sound super goofy, but I find that that fills that kid up. Yeah. And, sure. and so anyway, that was just one example of it. Um, and we've seen it play out in other ways too. There's another kid who is really about quality time. And if I'm in the kitchen and I'm making anything, it's can I make it with can you? I make can it I do with this you. with you? Can yep. I do this with you? If I'm if I'm doing a bike ride, can I bike with you? If I'm going for a walk, yep. can I walk with you? Can I? <laughs> but you you nailed it. It's quality it's time. Quality this time. child wants quality time with his or her mom or dad. And, and had we not known about the love languages. I might have just um, found that like a yeah. gnat, like annoying. Right. Um, quality time's higher on my list too. So, I, you know, I'm, You're good I'm about that. much better about yeah. that. Like I will sit with you and color. Right. I'll go out and even throw the ball but with Jack. You just I, went like, out on a run and the kids went with you. And yeah. I stayed back and helped get the podcast set up and ready to go. But you, you had no problem with them going with you and 
you never do. So, it, And it is kind of cool to think about the five love languages as, as your kids grow and you know, try to figure out where they fall within the right. the five. And um, it is rewarding to think that you see them and you acknowledge and it. Yeah. And, and that you are, you're doing certain things that they will respond more to. Well, and you said it earlier and I liked the analogy you used. It's a tool within your uh, parenting and relationship toolbox um, I think it's an absolute tool. It's like if you, you know, I, I'll bring it up an example. Like if you're going to build something and you're using nails, you kind of need a hammer in order to you, you know, get the nails in, right? If you don't have a hammer, you can't really finish the project. And if you're, it's very similar. If you're parenting and you don't employ something like this for yourselves as a relationship and for your kids, you don't have you, you don't have the tools to finish finish the job type of thing. Um, I know that's kind of a loose analogy, a loose example, but. I think it's it's great. I, and I never would have known any of this. I'll give you all the credit. I, I never would have probably known about this had I not been with you. And again, I, I I did say earlier, I found it to be a little cheesy at first. But now that I've matured um, with it and everything, I think it's it's great to just be able to identify things and just to help you as a person understand other people. And obviously, we're talking specifically the relationships you have at home. I mean, we could go on and on about you know your work people and people you just interact with in general. But that's well, I, I do actually want to get to that. So I think the first step for anyone listening is to, and, and at least from our perspective, we think all things kind of come from your relationship. So mm-hmm. the first step would be go online. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll find a link and include it in the show notes that mm-hmm. um, you can go and check out and, and do the quiz for yourself, but figure out the, your love languages and your partner's love languages. I think that's a yeah. great first step. Have a conversation about it. Um, it might be a little cheesy at first, it's, but yeah, it's going to feel weird. You'll have fun eventually. It is <laughs> worth it. And then secondly, I would with your partner, you know, or by yourself, start thinking about your kids if you have them and what their love languages are and um, think about ways that you can respond better to their love languages or demonstrate love more in their language. So I think those are two good uh, steps to take. But then if you look at beyond your family unit, this, uh, this has applications really in any relationship. Right. And it's called the love languages. So we'll keep referring to it that way. Um, But the fact of the matter is this is really about empathy. It's what it is. It's about empathy. It's about, you know, just getting out of your own space and your wants and needs and considering what someone else might want. And if you don't, and and we'll we'll use the word language if and we'll use the metaphor. If you don't, you're speaking one language and another person literally like like English yeah. versus German or you like don't understand each other, Japanese, whatever you just, you're not speaking the same languages and your effectiveness in your relationships, um, your ability to have a deep relationship and, and your ability to be a good friend, a good partner, a good family member is, is going to suffer because of that. So, yeah. so there are some great applications if you look even beyond your family unit. So in the business space, um, you know, I think relationship building is so key mm-hmm. to being effective in the business world and um, thinking to yourself about how someone can understand what you're talking about, um, what they're, the ways that they learn best. Um, it kind of falls into the, the language space. So do they need to read something or do they need to um, experience it? 
Um, are they someone who needs affirmation, words of affirmation, um, telling them that they did a good job? All of that stuff has definite impacts in the business world. If you think about your community um, and and you think about the various people that you interact with and your mm-hmm. friends, the same thing applies. And I think the end point of all of this is that you can have more meaningful relationships. So I think what you're saying there is actually pretty good because it's in the business world, you do, similar to a family at home, you do have to understand each other in order to work properly together, I suppose. One thing I remember uh, taking when I was um, working was a personality test, which I think is kind of similar. So you as a manager, Emily, have you given your team either the love language quiz or a personality test yet? Or do you just kind of learn based on what you know of them? Already? Yeah, there's so many out there. I know DISC has been a popular test. I think that's the one I used or did. Yeah. yeah. The one that I'm liking the most recently, it's kind of trending, but is Enneagrams. I love that. If any, again, we'll 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 find a link and post it in the show notes. But if any of you have not taken your enneagram test, we should do a whole nother show on that. Like, I think that's we did that together, fun. didn't we? Yeah, we did it, and I love it because um, they have these tools where you can take you get a number, okay, so you're like one through nine, and your number like kind of labels you as a certain type of person. Okay, and then they provide you with definition. Um, from you at your best self to you at your worst self, what triggers you and how that impacts your personality at each of those points, Mm -hmm. like a Richter scale. And then you can take your number and then put it into a calculator and I can take your number and put it in there. And then it shows me that same Richter scale scale where our relationship is fantastic and where our relationship is going to be bad and like what the triggers are going to be. It's in a graph form, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is so helpful let's do another podcast on that because because we could talk about that forever but that's one that (laughs) that's one that i really enjoyed doing um with with friends and with some coworkers. so yeah there's so many of these things i I just think that the the five love languages are really simple Mm -hmm. um really accessible and and applicable applicable and it's just it's helped us so much so we like to talk about things that have been useful for us so we highly promote this for those of you that are interested in upping your relationship game go ahead and try it well again we'll post the links on the on the uh, post and if you don't and if you don't follow one of the links to the test there was one time i was working with someone who was trying to figure someone out who was being difficult and he came back to me and he was like all right i think i've nailed it i kind of like attacked her with everything at once like what are you talking about and he goes well i gave her a hug i bought her a milky way (laughs) i took her garbage out and i told her she looked great and he's so and when all else fails just do what you try all five and see what sticks sticks. yeah (laughs) throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks i was laughing so hard at that so Yeah. So anyway, we hope this is helpful for you guys. Um, you figure out what your love languages are as a starting point and have some conversations and you go throughout your day and ask yourself, you know, just think about it in your head where other people fall and what you could do to be a better person in your relationship and the way that you communicate. Okay. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. So thanks for listening. hope we gave you guys some good pointers on the five love languages. Again, we'll post the links for you so you can go check it out. Uh, don't forget to give us a follow on Facebook and uh, listen to us on any podcast platform. And thanks again. <laughs>